0: to Book Bistro, where book enthusiasts come to chat about the books they love in a warm and supportive environment. Today is Wednesday, January 20th. 2021. This is Shannon, and I am here with Brooke, Kristen, Natalia, and Stacy, and we are talking about books being released in February, and February is an amazing, amazing book release month. Incidentally, I've started making the list for March, and (laughs) it lacks some of the big name titles, but It also has a bunch of amazingness. So March will also be excellent. Yay! Yes. So we are here to highlight some of our most anticipated February releases. I'm going to go over the usual housekeeping information. Then Brooke will start us off. Followed by me, Kristen, Stacy, and last, of course, will be Natalia. If you'd like to get a hold of us and social media is not really your thing, you can email us. That address is thebookbistropodcast at gmail.com.
1: Okay, so my first book tonight is A Stranger in Town, Rockden, number six by Kelly Armstrong, and it comes out Yay. on February 2nd. I am very excited. So, in this book, um, Casey Duncan well she's like the police officer slash detective kind of in the town so she's noticing that there's really no new people coming in and there's no like extensions being given and so she's wondering like what's going on but her boyfriend Sheriff Eric Dalton he he kind of feels like maybe this is just kind of the way it's It the way it kind of goes like there's probably comes in waves and stuff like that so he's not too concerned um so then a hiker an injured hiker stumbles into the town and so their injuries are very serious so one of the rockton council people ends up coming to the community to come and help take care of this hiker and while and while this council person is there and the reason why it's so special that the council's coming is because they're very elusive like they kind of they give you a call but they don't really do anything so the p- people in the town are pretty interested at in, like why are this council persons there but well while, while they are there they are t- they tell Casey and Eric that they're considering shutting the town down so Ooh. they're going to Send everyone off, and that's that um and part of it is because um of the increased hostile attacks that are happening so i but Casey doesn't really feel this is all that's going on, so her and Eric kind of take it upon themselves to sit to try and save this town because they don't really want people to have to go back to lives that they've kind of gone away, like people come to this town to have new starts and also to get get away from bad situations so they know that the town is necessary so while this is all happening they're trying to solve the case of the hiker who's been attacked by the hostels so i'm pretty excited because it's always interesting to get to see what uh, casey and eric are up to and also i really find it interesting when they encounter the hostels because they're just such an interesting i don't know group of people like there's different groups and I just find they're pretty interesting. So I'm really looking forward to this. So this is A Stranger in Town, Rockton number six by Kelly Armstrong, and it comes out on February 2nd.
0: I feel like a world where all the residents of Rockton are kind of just roaming around um, might be kind of a freaky place. (laughs)
1: At least you would know that you, at least you wouldn't have to worry about like who to trust and who not to, because all you do is just don't trust anyone. (laughs) Yes. It's a little easier that way.
0: So, my first pick tonight also comes out on February 2nd, and this is Girl A by Abigail Dean. And if you follow the news, you probably heard the terrible reports about David and Louise Turpin, who have a bunch of children that they horribly mistreated. So Girl A is kind of a, like a take on that. This is not about that specific family, but it's a similar situation. So the character who is known as Girl A, her name is Lex, and she is part of a family of seven children who are all very, very abused by their father. Like he keeps them chained up in the house. Um, these are referred to as the binding times. And eventually they are able to escape because of Lex. So 10 year, no, 15 years after the escape, apparently Lex is called back to England where her family lived and is told that her mother has died in prison, leaving the family home to her. So now she is kind of responsible for deciding like what's gonna happen to this house where all these terrible things occurred. And as she's trying to figure out what to do, she kind of goes back and like relives some of what happened to her and also comes to terms with the relationships between her and her other siblings. So this is probably not like a super easy book to read. Um, it's categorized as a thriller. From the synopsis, it feels more kind of like psychological fiction, but I'm really looking forward to it. I love these dark, twisty books. So this is Girl A, and it's by Abigail Dean. It comes out on February 2nd.
1: It sounds like a really interesting book. I'm I'm really excited that it's coming out. Yes. I'll be adding this to my TBR for sure.
2: So my first book tonight is The Witch's Heart by Genevieve Gornachik. Don't try to say that five times fast. You might hurt yourself. <laughs> um this comes out on February 9th and it looks really good. So there is this banished witch and she's banished to the edge of, of the world by Odin um, where she has been living and then she is met by none other Than the trickster Loki. Oh. And at first, she's, you know, not too fond of him. She really wants nothing to do with him. But it's kind of that enemies to lovers kind of thing. And they end up having children. And um, she's you know, content to raise their kids on the outer edges of the world, out of the sight of Odin and, you know, just live her life with her kids and, and their family and Loki doing his thing or whatever. But she starts to get her powers back. And I don't know what her powers are. We aren't told. But as she starts to get them back, she finds out that the world is in trouble. Um, and so she has to decide whether she's going to sit back and just let it happen or if she's going to take control of her powers and try to do something about it because ultimately the, life, the lives of her own family are at stake if she doesn't. So this looks really good. Um, I'm quite interested to see what, um, what mischief Loki is getting up to. Um, Loki is quite an interesting um, w- w- god or whatever he is, I forget. Um, but to, for him to get with a witch and have children and I just, I want to see where this goes. Um, it, it looks like a really great story. So this again is called the Witch's Heart by Gen- Genevieve Gornichek, and it comes out on February 9th.
0: Norse mythology. That is yes. very, very cool.
2: I love Norse, Norse mythology.
3: I have been excited about this book for a while because it's by one of my favorite authors, and it takes place in one of my favorite cities. I know what it is. I know you know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I thought for sure you were going to thumb wrestle me for this one, but um, I appreciate that you did not. So this is The Nature of Fragile Things by Susan Meisner, and it comes out on February 2nd. And this book is about Sophie. And Sophie is an Irish immigrant living in the New York tenements in 1906. And Sophie is so desperate to get away from that lifestyle and from that life that she decides to become a mail order bride for this man in San Francisco she doesn't know. A widow named Martin. And so Sophie travels to San Francisco and she really begins to fall in love with Martin's five-year-old daughter, Kat, who rarely speaks. And Martin is a very secretive man, and she's beginning to wonder in the spring of 1906 if there is something not quite right about Martin. But then a stranger appears on her doorstep one early spring evening and completely overturns everything that Sophie thought she knew about the life that she's living. And as the San Francisco earthquake of 1906 is raging, she somehow becomes acquainted with a young pregnant woman. And then the two of them become acquainted with a woman living in the Southwest, a hundred miles or hundreds of miles away who feels as though Everything in her life has been taken and she's alone. And I have ideas about what I think is going to happen in this book, but with it being Susan Meisner, I don't like to speculate. So this book is about the earthquake and how it completely uproots lives, but how the chaos and the destruction also could be um, a way for women to find other possibilities for themselves. And it says that this is a book about um, female resilience and mother love. So I'm looking forward to reading it. Again, it is The Nature of Fragile Things and it's by Susan Meisner and it comes out on February 2nd. I love all all her books that I have this read. This actually
1: sounds like a book that I would be interested in just because I like that historical. I do too. About, about the um, earthquake. Yeah, me too.
4: Yeah. I, I like about earthquakes. Um, so I don't they're, really they're know a lot about
1: it. Like, I know exactly. of it, but I don't know a lot about it. So I think it'll oh be God.
3: really interesting. It decimated yeah, I, so I, much God. of the city. So it's I, interesting to think about, like, reading. You know, she the thing I like about Susan Meisner is she'll have done her research, right? Right, so, yes. That she yeah. does.
4: And also, it's really nice to read historical fiction about eras that are not covered. Um, you know, yes, like often. the- Right, Yes. Yeah, you
0: know, she has an an author event on February 12th through Foxtail Bookshop, which I really love. It's like a small indie bookstore somewhere in Woodstock, Georgia. And they have such excellent authors that come through there. Um, And they've been doing so many of their events virtually because of the pandemic. So I've heard several people speak through them. Um, and Susan Meisner is doing one on the twelfth. Nice. Are they charging for this? No, all their virtual events are free. So
4: I get to talk about this book, and I thought that Shannon would assign this book to Stacy,
2: and oh. I would have to
4: fight Stacy. Ooh. But I guess Shannon knows that I like Steinbeck, and so I would like this book. <laughs> This is The Four Winds
0: by Kristen Hanna. I read this I, book, and I still don't understand. I, it I still It's, I don't it's just depression oh, because, era. Okay,
3: Steinbeck. the era that Steinbeck
4: always writes about. Oh, okay. But uh, this particular book is the same era as uh, The Grapes of Wrath, which is one of my favorite books. I've never read that.
0: You I've never sure. read it either.
4: Yes so even you know I'm here still not believing that I have this book but I guess I do so this is in Texas 1934 straight in the middle of the depression era oh and I before I start telling you what it's about another reason I'm excited about it is because um you know since we're talking about classics and stuff I didn't like much of the literature I read about this era even though I loved Steinbeck so it's really exciting to see this written and by a woman yay and knowing Kristen hannah i know she's going to do a fabulous job so this book takes place in the great plains of texas um and millions of people are out of work there's a drought um people are trying to keep their lands and their crops which is kind of impossible when there's no water right so at this point people have kind of a choice um because this is one of the darkest periods of the great depression uh which was known as the dust bowl era and this book is about a woman named i'm going to try to pronounce her name elsa martinelli who like so many of her neighbors is going through uh this era and losing crops uh losing land losing loved ones and now she must choose whether she's going to fight for the land that she loves or go west to California in search for a better life like so many are doing. Um, so this is all it says in the book, jacket, Shannon. I know you read this book, but honestly, that's all it says. <laughs> it is all it says. So um, this seems to me like it's going to be a book about Uh, because it says that this person's courage and sacrifice is going to define a generation it seems like it's going to be a story about a whole family and what this uh, period of the Great Depression is going to do for the future of this family I'm just guessing and uh, I'm very excited everything that Kristen Hanna has written that has been historical or different or something new has always been great so I am very much looking forward to The Four Winds by Kristen Hanna and it will be coming out February 2nd, 2021, which seems like it's going to be an epic release day. I think I'm going to have to put in my bid for PTO. Hi, (laughs) yes.
0: This book broke my heart in so many ways. I have never read such a visceral description of Mm. The Dust Bowl and like you just I had no idea what that entailed. Right, um, And it's just, it's it's so, so well-written.
1: So my next book is A Court of Silver Flames, A Court of Thorns and Roses, number four, by Sarah J. Moss. And it comes out on February 16th. And I am going to reread the whole entire series before this Ooh. happens, because I just have to. Well, it's only three and books. I've, I've thought about reading it probably since christmas because i f- with the puppies f- coming f- and stuff i just had nothing to like nothing really was keeping my attention so i was th- i thought about doing a reread but then i'm like no because the book's coming out gotta write so yeah so i'm really excited so this is going to be um nesta and cassian's um book which everybody has totally been waiting for because mm-hmm. just, just, we're nice pretty though. excited. Yeah, we're all pretty excited. So um, Nesta is very proud, prickly. Um, She's fast to get angry and she's very slow to forget, or sorry, forgive. And ever since um, she was put into the cauldron and forced to become a high fae against her will, she really has been struggling um, to kind of find her place in her new world. And while this is all happening, we had the war. We had a big war. And she's also trying to come to terms with what happened during the war and, like, what she lost. So this is all happening for her. And then she's really struggling. And while this is happening, she has Cassian. And Cassian is kind of like a thorn in her in her side. He just gets under her ner- under her skin, like, so easily. And... They're being forced to spend time together and to work together. So, um, and also part of the reason is because Cassian is the general of the um the night court and Nesta's sister happens to be the um like kind of like the top person in the high c- in the um in the night court. So they're kind of shoved together a lot and now they're being forced to go spend even more time together. So while this is all happening, and they're trying to come to terms with kind of what's happening in their own lives, the treacherous human queens have decided to um, kind of get together with somebody or something. Um, I guess it would be somebody with somebody that is, and they're going to try to do something, and it's it might it's kind of threatening the peace that the war has brought, and so that's pretty exciting. Well, not exciting, but it means lots of action in this book, which I'm pretty excited about because who loves fairies and other monsters? It's pretty awesome. So, yes, it is. <laughs> and then, so the key to stopping all this happening, according to the synopsis, is Nesta and Cassian, and they must kind of come to terms with what's happened in their past in order to help avoid what's coming. So I am so excited about this book. Like I will honestly, the second I get it, I will be reading it. Um, <laughs> even, even if I'm only on book two, I will read it and then I'll go back and I'll read book three. <laughs> so um, so this is A Court of Silver Flames, A Court of Thorns and Roses, um, number four by sarah j moss and it comes out on february 16th and good thing the puppies will be over four weeks old by then so i can go lock myself in the bedroom and not even (laughs) worry about (laughs) you don't have to worry about anything you'll just be yeah i'll i'll be busy (laughs) i'll be like sorry puppies i'm busy
3: (laughs) um confession i still haven't read this series so Uh, read it beautiful it's the first
0: My next pick is the latest novel from Courtney Summers, who, as most of you probably know, wrote Sadie, which is one of the very, 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 very best young adult thrillers like ever in the world. So this is The Project, and it comes out on February 2nd, and it is about cults, and therefore I love it. So this is about a young woman named Lo, and she's been on her own since her parents died and since her sister joined this group um, that seems to be all about unity. They call themselves like the Unity Project. And now Lo is out of college, she's working kind of her first like major job, and she can't really forget about her sister. And she can't let go of the fact that her sister has totally been absorbed into this group. And she really wants to know why. And she wants to kind of get her sister back. So she starts digging into this group. And she comes to the attention of the group's leader, which is probably not a great thing. Because it says in the synopsis that It calls into question everything that she believes about herself, about her life, just about the world in general. And it says that she never planned to believe in this guy and all the things that he stands for. But now she's not sure if she can afford not to believe in him. So this looks very dark, very twisty, very cultish. I would like it right now. (laughs) I remember when we were doing the cult episode and Brooke said that um, Courtney Summers had written a cult book, but like she couldn't find it. I'm like, no, no <laughs> one can find it because it's, it doesn't exist yet. Like it hasn't <laughs> has been released. So finally, months later, it is coming out. It is the project by Courtney Summers and it comes out on February 2nd.
1: We might have to do another cult um- Yes. Because there seems to be a lot more cult books these days. I know.
2: This one does sound kind of intriguing. And this is so not my type of book. but
1: It does sound really interesting.
2: So this next book looks so epically awesome that I just, I can't wait to read it because (laughs) um, I really liked A Midsummer Night's Dream. And this looks like, uh, well, it is, this is going to be told from Puck's point of view. And it looks really cool. So, um, this is called The Iron Raven, Evenfall, Book One, by Julie Kagoa. Kagawa K- K- but this is told from puck's point of view and some epic event has happened and put the world of fairy and the human world into great turmoil and puck has to fix it Wait. um and so it says that he will have old and new allies he will have the Iron Queen, Megan Chase, and her prince consort, his rival, Ash. And they will have to figure out what is going wrong and how to fix it. But along the way, this is, you know, he, he's going to tell his own story. And so I really can't wait to see um, how this story goes, how it, how it looks, how fairy looks from Puck's point of view. Um, because he was really a, a pretty awesome character <laughs> himself. So, this is The Iron, Iron Raven Even Fall, number one by Julie Kagoa, and it comes out on February 9th.
4: I am so excited about this because, for those of you who don't know, this is the spin off of The Iron Queen.
0: Like the iron fae the, the whole iron like Faye. yeah those
2: look yes. really good i didn't know that they, yeah
4: i have read them um i read them i started them while i was in college and i've read them and i really really like them so for those of you who can't wait till february nine you <laughs> can start have catching up
2: series.
4: yes and puck is one of my favorite characters i'm so happy he's getting a book finally i've been waiting
3: I am overjoyed to talk about this next author because I have talked about her books in 2019 and 2020 and now in 2021. And ever since I read her Matchmakers list, which was her debut novel, I've been a huge fan and she is an auto-buy author for me. And this author is Sonia Lally and the book is Serena I apologize if I say this wrong. Serena Singh flips the script. Again, it's by Sonia Lally and it comes out on February 16th. This like book a is twister. Serena Singh flips the script. <laughs> Stay fast five times after a couple cocktails. Oh. <laughs> it didn't work so well. So Serena um, is a very career driven young woman. Um, she has just gotten this totally kick-ass job at an advertising agency in D.C., And she doesn't understand why um, her, her mother and her aunties are so set in their sort of traditional mindset about a woman's life and how a woman should live her life. And Serena doesn't have the life goals that her mom and her aunts seem to think that she should. And so she's living the good life in D.C., And she has to come home to be in her younger sister's wedding or to attend it. I'm not really sure. And, you know, even even before this wedding, she just cannot understand, like, why her parents are so set on her living a different life. when, More like her younger sister when she and her sister are such opposite people. But she comes home, and and she's you know finally she's she's made friends with one of her new coworkers Ainsley, which is a huge deal for her because in her uh, career driven need to move ahead in her life, she's lost track of her friends, she's given up her hobbies, and so finding this connection really means a lot to her. And also, she's begun reconnecting with an ex boyfriend, and so. This book is basically just about her life and how she thinks you can have it all and not do it in the traditional ways. So this again is Sonia or <laughs> Serena. <laughs> <laughs> so this again is Serena Singh Flips the Script by Sonia Lally and it comes out on February 16th. This looks very, very good. I know. So my next book... Which
4: I have been waiting for for so long is by Janine Frost and this is the book that I told Shannon that I knew where she lived and I uh, would find her if she didn't let me talk about it <laughs> and then I didn't <laughs> write it down and then she still didn't write it down oh, I so she didn't assign it to me so I was like oh well she gave it to Sarah I guess I I, I can dig that but Sarah's, Sarah's not, not here. even here <laughs> I know, but I fi- I figured because Sarah loves Janine Frost, so I figured she would want to talk about this. And I was okay with that. But since she's not here, I guess it's up to me. So this is Wicked All Night, Night Rebel, Book Three, by Janine Frost. And if you haven't read Janine Frost, uh, get out your wallets and go for a spin during these pandemic crazy times, and by Janine Frost. You'll have something to do for the next two weeks of quarantine, God forbid. Um, so this book is kind of like a spinoff to her Night Huntress books, I would say. It's like Night Huntress World, the series, yeah, but I mean, you'd don't necessarily have to read the Night hundreds and Night prince novels to read these because it's a whole new set of characters and new like story arc but you'll get a lot of spoilers from previous series as far as far as um you know romances and who ends up with who and things like that which might not matter to some people because you know if it's a romance you know that they're going to end up together at the in the end right but matters to me so I figured I'd put that disclaimer in there so this is about the vampire Ian and the vampire guardian Veritas so this is a very interesting uh, vampire philosophy in these books it's basically that uh, vampires were descended from Cain that God turned Cain into a vampire for what he did to his brother Abel and so the vampires are Cain's children and that's why they only come out at night and why they drink blood to pay for Cain's sins um so haven't they been paying for like a really long time then yes a very (laughs) long time but it's very interesting it's true and not only that but they they do have their own laws and they have um guardians who uphold these laws and Veritas is a guardian that came up in some of the Night Huntress books so we're familiar with her and so this book is about her and Ian and some of the things that they have to face uh, in order to um, escape certain, I guess, godly creatures. I know I'm not, I, this sounds like it makes no sense, so I'm, I'm not, because I'm not trying to spoil it. But the first book in the series is called Shades of Wicked. And basically, these are two people that have to be allies in order to solve uh, certain bad deities that want to take over the mortal world and, I guess, destroy the human race. And it's just really interesting because, you know, the person that upholds the law getting together with the person that likes to break the law and, like, stick their middle finger out at the law. And having to actually work together for a common goal is a very interesting thing for me. So this is Wicked All Night, Night Rebel, number three by Janine Frost. And it comes out February 23rd because, you know, even though February 2nd is an epic release day, the world just couldn't be that good and make this come out that soon. So there's still one more month. But if you can't wait a month and if you're very excited because this idea of the cane vampire sounds cool, you can start with Shades of Wicked um, to read this particular series or even better. Start with Halfway to the Grave. Oh, yes. (laughs) Yes. You know, exact order. And if you and Bones, God forbid, have to be stuck at home for a number of weeks because you're working from home or... Anything else? You'll have lots of books to read with awesome yes, characters. Oh,
3: I think I think the world she's created. I I love, I love Cat and Bones. I love. I haven't started this new series yet because um, somehow I was told that there was a cliffhanger at the end of the first book, and so I decided to wait. But I do love the Night Huntress books so much.
1: So my last book tonight is black widows by kate quinn and it comes out on february 9th so this book is about a man well kind of so it's about a man named blake and blake has been murdered and his wife or wives are suspected so they say it in the in the synopsis it makes sound better so it says his wife is suspected but which wife so then we learn that mr blake which i can't remember his last name so we're gonna call mr blake um he is a polygamist and he has three wives and we've got rachel who is kind of she's the like original wife and she's like the do everything for your husband kind of wife. Then we've got Tina and she's a second wife and she's straight out of the rehab and off this off the strip. So that's what we learned about her. So she's kind of like the opposite of Rachel. Then we have Emily and she's very naive and very kind of shy and quiet. And she's in the outs with her um, Catholic parents which come on you're part of a polygamist so. relationship i am sure your catholic parents will not be very happy <laughs> so this family lives in the wilds of U- of utah so when i heard that it really made me think of sister wives so it yeah, kind of makes yeah. me wonder how close is this book going to be to the whole sister wife kind of relationship because i kind of i watched a couple of their um what are it like the reality tv yeah yeah i read yeah i watched a couple of them so i kind of get a little bit of the outline of their relationship so it'll be really interesting to see what she does so we've got these wives and they're suspected and they kind of don't know who to trust so they don't know if they can trust each other but they also don't know if they can trust anybody else. And they need to kind of prove their own innocence. But while this is all going out around, there's some, some whispers that there might be a fourth wife. And also, um, they're not really sure what Blake was doing while he was kind of... Well, he wasn't around them. So kind of like, what was he doing in his free time? So we don't know that. And then there's also... Shannon's gonna like this there's some suspicion that there is a cult oh. <laughs> yeah so I am pretty interested so I can't really say much more because that's just about all they give me but I am so excited about this book because the whole idea of polygamy just kind of I don't know I just don't understand it's like one guy is enough for me so I couldn't even imagine having like several of yeah, them it's hard for
2: me to fathom too and
1: like and like I couldn't even imagine like sharing my guy with a bunch of Mm-mm. women I'd want to like scratch their face off and I'm not I'm not like a jealous person or anything that's just because yeah they would, but what's they would mine is mine me. yeah but they would also just annoy me because yeah. they're in my way so I'm pretty excited so this is Black Widows and it's by Kate Quinn and it comes out on February 9th you
4: know you say that they don't know what he was doing in his free time my question is he had free time
1: I I was right? so <laughs> yeah he might <laughs> even wives. have a fourth wife and he has yeah like, oh, that's I nice feel
2: like he has too much time
0: <laughs> all right so my next book I guess it's my last book because we're in the last round here takes us to a prestigious boarding school because I really like boarding schools. I had a really hard time. Yes, these the boarding schools, they're just like really excellent. I had a really hard time deciding on my last book. There were like so many possibilities. But this one is called All Girls and it is by Emily Layden. It is an ensemble cast novel um, and it comes out, I believe, on February 16th, although I'm going to check to make sure. Yep. Okay. So it comes out on February 16th and it's the story of nine girls who are all living at the school. They think that they are leading like the perfect lives, but there are things going on at the school that the school is desperate to keep hidden. And Mm. when they can't keep these things hidden anymore, the school closes so now there's this huge scandal this school's closed and we basically follow this chain of events from the perspective of all nine of these girls and what i really liked is this line in the synopsis that says so the novel explores what it means to grow up in a place that promises to give you the world when the world really isn't yours for the taking and I just, Mm -hmm. I really liked that. I like that. Um, Yes, I do too, and there's just something very intriguing about the sort of secretive nature of some of these really exclusive boarding schools where you know that all kinds of things happen that, like, the world doesn't get to know about, Mm -hmm. so now, of course, in this school, these things can't be hidden anymore, and the school is closing, so I really want this. Um, I'm doing a book challenge that Requ- uh, needs a dark academia book. And so I'm thinking that this one might work very nicely for that. This is All Girls and it's by Emily Layden. It comes out on February
2: 16th. Yay. I saved the best for last. This book... You did. Um, I did. This book I'm super, super, super excited for because... Um, I started with the first trilogy last year, um, The Andronin War by K.B. Wagers, and totally fell in love with that trilogy, and so moved on to the companion trilogy called The farian War, and totally fell in love with the two books that were out, and when I saw that this, uh, when the that the third book of the Farian War was coming out this year. I was just like, oh, thank God, because I was hoping I wasn't going to have to wait forever. Um, so this is the third book in the Farien War trilogy by K.B. Wagers called Out Past the Stars, and it comes out on February 23rd. So um, in order... To kind of talk about this one, I have to go back a little bit to the Andronan War because Halimi Bristol um, was a gunrunner. She was born of the royal family of Androna, but she didn't want that life. Um, but also her, her father was killed, and so she left home to run down his killers And in the process, she just never came back home. She became, you know, pretty much, uh, she became a gun runner. She became a pretty awesome badass. (laughs) Um, And she ran ships. She took all kinds of jobs and she lived out in the black. Um, But she's forced to come home when her family is attacked again. Um, Her mother is getting sick and there's internal family treachery going on and all kinds of stuff. And so she's pretty much forced to come home and return to being the princess of Andrana. Um, And so that the Andranan war series pretty much covers her coming home and everything else that happens to her family. And then there is a race of people in the Andranan war called the Farians And they are a healing people. They have the power to heal. They also have the power to kill. But they are, because of their religion, they are not allowed to use their powers to kill people. But they are also not allowed to give life, if that makes sense. So if somebody is on the brink of death, if they have already died, they are not allowed to bring them back. Oh, okay. Um, but, so they can
0: keep you from dying, but they can't, but if your heart like, stops, reverse it.
2: Right. If your heart stops, they can't, they're not supposed to restart it. They're not supposed to bring you back. Okay. Um, they have that power, but they're not supposed to use it. It's against their religion and they can be, they can be, uh, executed for it. So, oh um but there there's there's this one farian who has the power to also see the future but she sees multiple futures so she can't really say which one is going to be she can she just sees multiple options and she sees what could happen to andrana if um, if events don't go in a certain order or something significant doesn't happen and she's not supposed to toy with this, but she does because she's very, very loyal to Halo me. And this in turn causes all kinds of craziness on Faria. Um, and they, Feria, then pulls Indrana into a war that they um, have tried to have tried to avoid, but aren't really being very successful. So Halame is pulled into this while she's trying to get her own um, world back on track. She really doesn't have the time or the resources to fight somebody else's war. But she's the only one who can make it right. And so she travels to Faria. And she has to battle the Farian gods. And that is where we get dropped. In book two. And uh, (laughs) I was so... It was such a great book. I wasn't too angry that it was a cliffhanger, but I was like, really? That's where you leave me? Really? <laughs> um, because she's like down under Faria in these caves fighting these gods and then, um, then it's just, you gotta wait. All done. And so this book will be me and um, a couple of her her people and some people that have become allies um they've gone from being enemies to allies are going through the trials of the gods um we don't really know what each trial will be um it just all depends on what moods the gods are swinging in that day and but so far it's it's been pretty pretty epic um so i really am st- so ready to see where this goes um, what what the tr- next trials are like um, what happens to Faria what happens to Halemy. Um, there is love, there is um, humor there is tragedy there's just all the things in both of these series um, one thing that I love about these series is that there are Um, same-sex couples. um, And nobody blinks an eye. It just is what it is. There is no um, judgment for any of it. And a lot of it has to do with people that bond. There is no dating. There's a bond that forms and they can't fight that bond. And they love very, very hard because of that bond. And I love it. It's so amazing. So these trilogies are epic. I highly recommend starting with the Andronin War, which starts with, oh gosh, was it Behind the Throne? Um, and then continue on to the Farian War. And if you uh, start now, you will hopefully finish before <laughs> book three of Farien War comes out next month. So... Pick these trilogies up. Book three of the Farian War will be out on February twenty third of twenty twenty one, and it is called "Out Past the Stars" by KB Wagers. So you told me about this,
0: and I started reading it when you were on vacation. I can't remember if you were in yes, Chicago. I think you were in North Carolina. Uh, I can't thousand. remember North
2: Carolina. I think yeah.
0: And I got distracted. And I never finished. So I need go to go back. back. Go back. I will go it's back. So as soon as we are done with this episode. I will. Begin to read it.
2: Again. Oh, It's just so amazing. I really struggled
3: friends between two authors for my final book. And. Because. I really wanted to talk about the new Samantha Young. But. I've been loving Kristen Callahan's books since 2012 when Firelight, her very first novel came out. So ultimately I had to go with Make It Sweet by Kristen Callahan, which comes out on February 23rd. So Make It Sweet is a book about redefining dreams and discovering an unlikely love. What else do I need to even see to know that I want to read this book? This book is about Emma she uh is known as princess anya on a show called dark castle but her character is killed off shoot but then to make matters a little worse even than that she finds out that her boyfriend's cheating on her double shoot so life's kind of in the proverbial toilet for her i know so she's feeling pretty low So she decides she's going to go to this estate in California and kind of just take a breather and try to, you know, basically get her shit together and figure out what the next step is. This gorgeous estate, though, um, is also home to the grandson of the owner, ex-hockey player and current recluse, Lucian. I know. (laughs) And the two of them try to avoid each other because – What she's discovered about recluse Lucian is his walls are just as thick as hers. And he does not really seem interested in getting to know her. But then all that changes one night when there's some sort of skinny dipping episode. And after this little episode of skinny dipping, um, Lucian's delicious tarts and cakes begin showing up at her door. And the two he's of a, them that baker these and days. he's some sort of baker and a hockey player and a I don't even know. I just Jack know. of all
2: trades. I want it. <laughs> in,
3: I know. <laughs> Skinny Dipper, extraordinaire. Like I don't even know. But you know, the two of them together um might be able to fix the broken pieces of each other. And that's all I needed to see to know that I have to read Make It Sweet by Kristen Callahan. It comes out on February 23rd and I can't wait I love Christian Callahan she's the best
2: we're so lucky on the 23rd I might have Sarah's
3: not here because
2: she
0: wanted this one like so much
3: I know but she's not I know it was like a a three-way thing but you know it is what it is and we all have to share and love each other so I got lucky (laughs)
4: All right, so last book of the night, one of my favorite authors, and this one, in fact, does come out on the marvelous, marvelous release date of February 2nd. This is a standalone book by Samantha Young called Much Ado About You. Yay, which I believe Stacey just mentioned.
3: I alluded Um, to it, yes.
4: Yes, and I think that Stacy would love this because it has like a bookstore and an English village and yes. all this awesome Stacy catnip. So, um, this is Samantha Young's first attempt at a romantic comedy. I'm excited to see what that looks like. And one of the things that's interesting to me are the names that Samantha Young gives her characters. I never get them at all but this book is about evangeline starlin starling i guess and she lives in chicago she's 33 and she feels like her life is missing something something don't know what but some kind of special thing and then all of a sudden there's this love. promotion at work that's available <laughs> yeah love oh lord there's some kind of promotion available at work and they don't give it to her. And this is very upsetting as it can be, but at the time, but it makes her realize that um, some kind of change has to happen in her life. And so she decides that time away to gain, regain perspective is kind of the thing for her to do. So she gets really impulsive and she plans to have a vacation in a quaint English village. And this, I guess, holiday that she's going to take is maybe a package and it comes with some kind of job called uh, a job in a bookstore called Much Ado About Books. So this is just like a recipe for loveliness, a village, a bookstore, uh, a person, you know, kind of looking for love in all the wrong places. (laughs) So, you know. There's no better dream vacation for Evie because Evie is bookish and she loves Shakespeare. Evie, Evie, yeah. Because, of course, Evangeline's are always Evie, aren't they? (gasps) Not only is Evie, once she gets to the village, swept up into running the delightful store that she's going to work on for the next little while. But she's also drawn into the lives, loves, and drama of the villagers. Especially and including Rome Robson, a sexy and charismatic farmer who tempts Evie every day with his no sexy either. flirtations, Oops. which she is determined to ignore. But um, will she be able to resist him? Because a holiday romance only ends in heartbreak,
3: right? Usually. Yeah, not supposed to. Yeah, because you have to go home at the end of the summer, at the end of the time, right? No, you don't.
0: Yeah, you don't have have to.
3: to.
4: (laughs) What what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. What happens in the
2: English village. And you can stay in Vegas, too. (laughs) Well, you
4: could, I guess. That's true. (laughs) We can can rent a flat over the casino. (laughs) But... Maybe what happens in Vegas doesn't always stay in Vegas or in the quaint British village. I guess we will only know on February 2nd when yes. we pick up Much Ado About You by Samantha Young.
3: Yeah, oh, oh, yay!
4: Sounds good. Beautiful.
3: I need books about bookshops. Like, there's, yes. you just can never read. Do too I need to read, read Jenny
4: Colgan? Because I feel like she has um, books about bookshops.
3: Yes. The bookshop yes, book on, on the, the corner. corner.
0: And the bookshop. Book
3: on the shore
0: alright so this brings us to the end of our look at February releases thank you to Brooke, Stacy, Kristen and Natalia for picking such fantastic books thank you to Christine for all of her editing and of course thank you to each and every one of you who joins us as we talk about fantastic books every week mm-hmm.